you need to give yourself permission to do great things. You need to follow your heart and dream big. You, you need to decide if you do it uh, as a hobby or you want to achieve something with your art. And mm -hmm. uh, these things may develop over time because when I started, I didn't yeah. think of uh, huge goals. I, I, I was thinking of how yeah. can I, how could I start drawing? Everyone can draw. Mm -hmm. Everyone can learn how to draw. It just mm -hmm. takes time, patience, and practice. The Sharpened Artist Color Pencil Podcast. Inspiration and innovation. We're talking everything you want to know about this medium that we love so much. And we're your hosts, John Middick and Barb Sodiropoulos. Hey there, welcome back to the show. My name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com. This is the Sharpened Artist Color Pencil Podcast. And thank you so much for coming out here and listening week to week. If you've not left a rating and or review for the show, I would appreciate you doing that over in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Today, I am so excited to welcome to the show Veronica Winters, somebody who has been around colored pencil for a long, long time. One of the first authors that I was introduced to, you've written a lot of books, uh, I, I think probably 20 or so. Just kidding, but it seems like it. So if you're not familiar with Veronica Winters, then you've really been missing out, and I'm so excited to introduce you to her today. Veronica, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, John. I'm <laughs> glad to be here. So you just came out with this book just recently, The Colored Pencil Manual, Step-by-Step mm -hmm. Instructions and Techniques, and you produced that. You came out with that in 2018, right? That was... Um, 17 or 18, yeah. <laughs> 17 or 18, okay. Yeah. Probably took a while to write, but um, I think it might have been produced in 18 or published in 18. Mm -hmm. um, and I do want to talk about that for a moment. I mean, it's um, there's a lot of donuts in there, guys. Go to the, go to the back. <laughs> She's got a lot of donuts in there. <laughs> Very interesting. No, it's such a good book. Your use of color, the realism that you mix with fantasy and with just this impressionistic kind of work is just fascinating uh, to me and to so many others. I, I'm looking sometimes at the color work and I'm just like, how, how does she do that? How does she conceive of these ideas even, especially in portraits? That is amazing to me. So let, let's talk about the technical side of things and how you just progress through a particular piece. Talk to us about the materials you like to use when you start a piece. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it depends on what I'm doing. If it's okay. um, just a demonstration for a magazine or, you know, uh, for a student or it's um, something personal. Mm -hmm. And uh, I find my portraits being personal. And um, so the process is a little bit different. Um, and mm. I can uh, start with, well, let's see. If it's a, if it's a demonstration for a yeah. magazine, I usually pick a subject that's quite simple to do. And okay. um, 
it takes a while for me to figure this out. Like, um, I spent some time thinking what, uh, would be quite easy to do for art students, um, uh, for my book. And, uh, that's how, uh, I picked the subjects. I wanted it to be just one subject and, um, not an, uh, not a lot of background and right. stuff like that. Right. Um, but the way, uh, I approach working on it is that I do my own photography <laughs> and, um, there are times when I, uh, go on Pixabay and find something, um, to, you know, fulfill that purpose. Mm -hmm. But most of the time I take my own pictures okay. and, and, um, I pay attention to, to the subject uh, itself. So it looks mm -hmm. interesting because if you uh, take a, um, a mundane subject, it might not be that exciting to the right. Wrong. Right. But if you pay attention to the light and uh, the color, it you mm -hmm. know things mm -hmm. change. Mm -hmm. And so I photograph my um, subject, and um, then I just uh, draw from that. So that's the process for a simple um, demonstration. You know, making it mm -hmm. step by step. Mm. I, you know, I use a scanner in between to scan, uh, the steps. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. And, and then I arrive at the, at the end product, <laughs> the drawing. Um, but, um, if you talk about my personal, uh, yeah. art, um, my portraits, uh, I use a combination of images and most of the time these are my references as well. Mm -hmm. And again, sometimes it changes if I need to illustrate a specific idea and I don't have a reference, then I go on Pixabay and just find a free um, mm -hmm. a reference. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But most of the time it's not the case. Mm -hmm. And so I usually photograph my models and it's a process on its own because I uh, I feel like I need to develop a connection, like a personal connection to a mm. person, um, mm -hmm. um, to feel, uh, inspired to mm. take a picture. Okay. And, um, I live in Naples, Florida, so mm. I usually uh, take pictures, um, about two hours before the sunset. Mm. Um, it's, it's a very beautiful lighting. Yeah. And, and, um, and, you know, people love, uh, getting the pictures from me as well. So, um, usually I ask, um, you know, to use the pictures for my painting, but uh -huh. the person gets the pictures, which are beautiful. So the reference pictures that you do take, you mm -hmm. offer that as sort of a payment or something, something in return. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Uh, Sometimes, um, you know, some people want me uh, to use their pictures, mm -hmm. um, and they send them over, but a lot of times it doesn't work because there is something about the picture that I find it difficult to find a connection to. Ah, oh, I gotcha. Or, yeah. you know, the light is not right, or mm. 
there is something with the quality of the picture that's not exciting for me. So that's the reason why I try uh, to use my pictures as much as possible. Mm. And, and again, there are instances when uh, I might be tired of a particular person and yeah. I, I want to find some, someone else to draw. And then I go and find a free, you know, copyright free image. Yeah. Now I notice that you are the subject of a lot of your portrait work. Is there a, a particular thing a you're trying to um, not do really. or say with that? Or oh. mm, it's just the fact that it's a lot easier, um, you know, to to go through pictures, to flip through my pictures, and. Uh, Mm -hmm. Use myself as a reference just to express the idea because I, I don't really, well, when I draw, I have no, um, desire to copy a person from a picture because my idea is just to illustrate my, <laughs> my idea or my emotions that I have. And so when mm -hmm. I uh, paint myself, it's not about painting how I look, but mm -hmm. more about just the convenience of it, because it's so much easier uh, not to deal with models sometimes. Yeah, or, right. <laughs> well, it's um, hard to find models, too. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to yeah. find them. Yeah, and You and I talked be, about that before. Yeah, there could be attitudes, and it just... <laughs> And, you know, when I want to draw, I want to draw. So I just uh, get that, you know, it just... You get that my... part out of the way quickly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it... it uh, you and I talked about that before, where it, it is difficult to try to find new models mm -hmm. to draw from. Mm -hmm. uh, as, you know, get, get all these different references. Um, yeah, and, you know, I have to admit, with me, it was... Using my daughter uh, as, you know, my two daughters, I used mm -hmm. them. And then I also started using their friends. Uh, so that that mm -hmm. was nice. But my youngest is in high school, a senior in high school. She's about to graduate, you know. So mm -hmm. what am I going to do after that? I'm, I'm really concerned about this, you know. It's like, well, what do I do after she's continue, gone? <laughs> you just continue taking pictures of her as, yeah, as, she, yeah, as she grows we older. You don't have to. Yeah, it'll have to be mm. something like that. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean that that is a big concern, right, for portrait mm -hmm. artists. I actually want to uh, paint different kinds of people, but because it's so difficult to find someone who yeah who's available and who is willing, right? Um, it becomes such a it's a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it is. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I know. I know. So you, um, but, but you, you do a lot of different subjects. Um, so you do animals. Is there a particular subject matter that you don't like to create? Mm, I, I don't think, well, maybe architecture, like I don't really care okay. about it. Um, mm -hmm. but, um, so the thing is when I, uh, began, um, drawing and painting, I basically had the desire to learn, uh, mm, to become mm -hmm. good technically. And so yeah. over the years, I basically uh, just 
painted whatever I saw in front of me. So okay. I went through a lot of different subjects and, yeah. you know, still life, landscapes, lots of different, different things just, um, as a way of learning the skill. Right. But, um, I always wanted to paint my own stories. But mm. when I, you know, when I started, I didn't have the, the tools or, you know, I didn't have the ability um, mm -hmm. to, to express myself realistically because I always wanted to be, uh, like I always wanted to create um, realistic art so everyone mm. would be able to connect to it. Um, mm -hmm. And so, but because... You can't just learn one thing and be mm -hmm. good at it. I think it's important to um, do different kinds of subjects. And then mm -hmm. over time, you just kind of figure out what makes you tick, what you want to do. Yeah, um, right, yeah. And, right. And, and with the portraits, I didn't think I would be a portrait painter. Uh, it mm. wasn't uh, my idea in the beginning. Uh, I, mm. I sucked at, uh, drawing people. I was horrible. Uh, but uh, no, seriously, I was horrible, but, uh -huh. um, I just kept taking, um, you know, drawing classes and I think I, oh, you did. Okay. Mm -hmm, I took a lot more drawing classes that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, my, like the students that I studied with, um, took so. It took me more a time, and I know mm, that mm -hmm. um, I'm not. Uh, I'm probably, you know, I'm not the the best artist in terms of the skill in painting, like in painting people. But at the same time, I feel like I learned enough uh, to mm -hmm. communicate the story uh, enough. Mm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. But you really feel like that the the catalyst or, or the thing that really helped you the most was studying it and taking classes and oh, workshops yeah. or something. And yeah. yeah, yeah, I studied art for a very long time. I mean, the mm -hmm. uh, I began uh, studying art at the community college in Tulsa. Oh. And, oh. and uh, yeah, it was like 20 years ago. Basically, okay. I... I already had a degree and I lived okay. in Tulsa, but I couldn't work because of my visa restrictions. So someone suggested me taking a class, uh, ah. an art class. And that's how I went to art school. That in was Tulsa, my... Oklahoma? <clears throat> okay. That was okay. my first experience. And I was like maybe 21, 22 years old when I started. Okay. Okay. And, um, I took classes there and I really liked it. Like I felt like I felt excited about going to school. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, um, and then over time I basically started commuting and I got my bachelor's at the Oklahoma State University. Oh, gotcha. Um, so, and then after that I applied for my master's, uh, to study at Penn State. Uh -huh. And after that, I commuted to New York. 
And ah. that that's the place where I actually put everything together and started uh, understanding the whole concept of uh, how to make <laughs> things look realistic. <laughs> oh, okay. So you were taking classes there. Mm-hmm. Um and, yeah, and so, studying portraiture and figurative yeah art. yeah okay well i took classes um you know drawing people from life um at the mm-hmm. state as well sure right right um but you know classical uh painting and drawing um was difficult to study or to get um 20 years ago now it's a lot easier we have online mm. classes and mm-hmm. you know um but back then there were no schools and there was mm-hmm. only one uh, school i knew of in new york and it was the grand central academy of art that's mm-hmm. how it's mm-hmm. called right now mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. um and um they basically teach uh, classical education, like mm-hmm. staring at the figure, you know, five, six hours a day and just drawing one mm-hmm. pose for mm-hmm. two weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so eventually, even if you have no idea how to put things together, you learn yeah. just because you stare at the figure for such a long time. Yeah. So that observation is mm-hmm. a big part of it. Yeah, very cool. And so that that kind of took it to a different level when you uh, were in New York. Mm-hmm. It kind of put everything together. Um, okay. One one of the fantastic uh, teachers that I've had, um, his name is Michael Grimaldi. And um, his um, teaching ability was so great like Mm. he really like i had a lot of pieces in my mind that Mm -hmm. didn't come together Uh, Mm. but when i uh, began studying um you know figure in his class he kind of put it all together and that made a lot of sense to me oh Um, really okay mm -hmm. was there anything in particular that you can tell us that made it to where i mean you talked about him being a great teacher and he helped you put it together. Mm-hmm. Was there something in particular that, that you could think of that was um, real helpful? Well, from the technical point of view, he just... Um, so in explaining it or something? Yeah, yeah. He pointed out at uh, my mistakes um, mm-hmm. and it okay. was so, so useful. Oh, so he helped you with where you were right then and how mm-hmm. to get to that other side. I got you. Yeah. Uh, right. right. That makes a big difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Barb, you've got a great resource for colored pencil artists. Isn't that right? That's right, John. I designed printable colored pencil charts for 10 popular lines of colored pencils and five watercolor and water-soluble pencils. Awesome. I love it. So for those who have not purchased them yet, what's one of the advantages of your charts? One of the benefits of these charts is that I've included the manufacturer's light fast rating for each pencil, as well as an open space for you to add ratings from additional sources like the CPSA's independent testing. Oh, that's great. So you can find the color quickly and see if it has a good light fast rating at the same time. That's right. All the information is there for you on the chart at a glance. That's awesome. So tell us how we can get one of your charts. 
Sure. Head over to barbsodiart.com and under my shop tab, you'll find a link for printable color charts. From there, you can learn more about the benefits of these charts and also all the colored pencil lines I have charts created for. Great. Thanks, Barb. And you guys can head on over to the show notes for the link to get Barb's printable color charts. You can also save 20% off any single chart using the code SHARPART20. Were you using colored pencil back then? Well, um, yes and no. Um, okay. The, the first time uh, I was introduced to colored pencil was at the community college. Uh, one oh, okay. of my art instructors gave a, gave a box of Prismacolors to me. Okay. And, and he said something like, well, here are the best colored pencils, so why don't you <laughs> <laughs> start drawing? And um, I never took a specific class in colored pencil drawing. Mm. I just uh, mm-hmm. kind of dabbled in it, just like mm. in anything else. Because okay. I, I mean, I did everything. I did charcoal, I did pastels, and actually, right. I did more of you know more pastels than colored pencil. Oh, okay. Um, but over time, it's kind of evolved, and mm. I felt more and more engaged um, mm-hmm. in colored pencil work. So. Interesting. And it, that just happened just sort of gradually then. It sounds like maybe um, mm-hmm. you just started gravitating towards colored pencil. Yeah, uh, I, I like okay. the detail. I like the colors and detail that I could achieve. Um, yeah. I didn't think much of it. It was less of a medium as opposed to oil painting. And so my... uh my goal of learning mm-hmm. oil painting was always the first goal that I had, mm-hmm. but colored pencil kind of just got into me <laughs> and it, it was easier for me uh, to, um, to draw than to paint. And, ah, uh, okay. and, uh, and I loved color. So it, it, it all came together. Yeah. Like that. It was easier for you to draw than to paint. Mm-hmm. Do you think that has something to do with that classical training that you had gone through then? Uh, I think it's all about color color mixing. Um, I don't know if, if you've tried oil painting or acrylic painting. It's I used different. to oil paint. It was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah it's... It, and it took me a long time to understand what was missing. Like, why couldn't I paint the same way that I could draw? Yeah. And um, because everyone says that painting is 90% drawing, but it wasn't yeah. the case for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot harder. Mm-hmm. And so I figured that uh, it's a lot easier to mix color in colored pencil as opposed mm-hmm. to mixing color in oil paint. Hmm. Interesting. And so is, I mean, I know you still oil paint, right? And mm-hmm. you do colored pencils. So Yeah, I do both. I can't, yeah. I can't quit. I do both. Okay. What, what would you say if, if uh, I ask you, like, what percent of your time is spent in oils versus colored pencil? How much, uh, what would that split be? I think is it's 50-50. It 50-50. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and is that just because you are a multi-passionate kind of person or is it 
a strictly strictly technical thing where you're you're saying, okay, I'm I'm going to use oils for this one because of maybe the size or something, or what is the criteria? What what um, makes you choose? It depends. You know, when I look at the image, I I can see in what medium it's going to work best. Okay. And, and um, sometimes I see that I'll do my best uh, working in colored pencil, and other times I can see that this particular face and this idea would work the best using Mm. you know oil paint mm -hmm. and then and then the size as well yeah you can't really mm. go that large in colored pencil it's just killing killing me i don't know yeah yeah it's uh it's a ton of work for what reason <laughs> you know yeah uh at some point when it gets so large right you've got to i mean it makes more sense to switch mediums right Mm -hmm. With colored pencil, I mean, it's meant to be something that is significantly smaller than probably oils or or uh, mm -hmm. other mediums where you can use a wide brush versus a little teeny tiny point of a pencil. Um, that's interesting. So, which medium do you like the best? Um, I like them both for different reasons, and I think like the pro. I think the problem with colored pencil is that. Um, it's difficult to find uh, a large surface to work on that yeah. seems to be permanent because mm. uh, when you start selling art, mm -hmm. you know, people gravitate towards uh, paintings because they perceive it as a more valuable thing for them for some reason. More archival, more stable. Yeah, more, it's yeah. not on paper. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Not not on the glass. Um things like that. They affect yeah. the price no matter what right. you do. So uh I've been searching for the surface, you know, large enough um for me to draw on and mm -hmm. that would look more like painting. Mm-hmm. And um, you come up I'm not with sure. Anything? Yeah, Have yeah. You? I'm okay. I'm not sure that uh, it's the best. It's it just you know it's the process, just like anything else. Yeah. Um. So I like my last drawings were created on uh, wooden boards. Mm -hmm. The one that's behind me. Mm -hmm. uh, it's so it's a wood panel. Yeah, it's a wood. Yeah, it's a wood panel, and I basically draw on it. And I I've done several drawings, and these are like sixteen by twenty uh, inches in, in size. I know I can do eighteen by twenty four yeah. and stuff, but they seem to be more permanent. Yeah. But um, at the same time, I'm still not sure um, where I'm going to <laughs> take this. Are you um, directly I, on the surface of the wood, or you gesso it, or any kind of priming I, at all? Or you know, I didn't do any priming with my first pieces because I—I I mean, I—I I just played with it. I just started okay. drawing. Yeah. But th then there were. Um, then I thought that I could use some priming, mm -hmm. and I used um, uh, what is it, golden. Acrylic ground for pastels. Okay. And, yeah. and, um, 
right? It's it's uh, basically oh, you're holding it up there. Very very cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's basically a, a ground that gives a little bit of texture to the mm-hmm. surface, and so right. when you draw. It grabs the pencil more. Yeah. Do you Kinda feel like, like it's a pretty even distribution? You, you know, in? this is the trick that you okay. kind of have to learn you know, how you brush it over the surface oh, because okay. it dries out instantly. Uh-huh. And so it, like when you read the directions, it says you could dilute it with water and stuff. But I found mm-hmm. that um, it, when I dilute it with water, yes, it seems to be more even. Uh, in mm-hmm. terms of distribution, but right. it's not working as well as just applying it um, mm-hmm. on its own. Yeah, I would think that then that uh, the ground part of it, the the part that creates tooth, would be mm-hmm. a little less even if you're adding water. I, I don't know. I've not used mm-hmm. it, but um, interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So. so it's all the experiment. But I always think of the permanence and archival yeah. qualities um, uh, gotcha. of, uh, of art. Like um, yeah. if I buy colored pencils, I look at the light fastness and stuff. So Okay. That matters um, a lot to you, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. So what pencils so, do you use? And if you're concerned about the light fastness, what, what well, pencils are you using now? You know, I mix up different brands, um, okay. but I look at each pencil to see how light fast it is. So yeah. I pick the most light fast pencils. And, right, right. Uh, luminance is very expensive, so I have just a few pencils, but most mm-hmm. of it is uh, polychromous. Okay. I also like uh, Prismacolor. I love mm-hmm. it, but I have to be picky. You know, I have oh, to yeah, be real right. picky about it. Well, I noticed in your book, you do have uh, several in Prismacolor Premiere in your book mm-hmm. uh, of your projects. But yeah, like you said, I mean, you can you can find the ones that are light fast, right? And yeah, uh, yeah, because color charts, you know, light fastness charts are available online. You just Google them. And right. I, I always use them to mm-hmm. pick my colored pencils. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you use the color fast rating of the mm-hmm. manufacturer, whatever they yeah, say. On yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. But I've okay. never tested them, so I have no idea. If, right. I mean, it 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 kind of goes if outside. They lie of, or not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, yeah. I mean, we we have to trust the companies at some point, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. So very cool. Um. Any any other new pencils? I mean, so a lot of polychromos. I mean, do you use? I know Holbein are getting a big splash in the pan right now. A lot of people are very interested in the Holbein pencils. I've um, never heard of those. Oh, okay. I, I, mean, I don't so, mind trying, but I've yeah. never heard of those. Yeah. Okay, it's a Japanese company, um, okay. Holbein. You know, but they're creating colored pencils now as well. Huh. Um, and they use a um. Uh, an animal fat in the in the pencil binding itself. Um, what about um, Derwent Lightfast? Do you use those pencils? Or? I've never tried them. I never have no tried idea. those. Okay. Uh-uh. I I also like Pablo's. Yeah, uh, I love the Car- Pablo's. By Car- yeah. yeah, I love the softness and a lot of well, most of them are, are light fast as yeah, well. Yeah, so. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are such good pencils. Love those. 
Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Interesting. And just a few of the luminance. You've not tried that new portrait set by luminance? No, no, not, not yet. That. Well, if yeah. they call me and send me uh, the box, then... <laughs> then you'll do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Um, Let's talk about the paper uh, that you have used or papers mm-hmm. that you prefer. Mm-hmm. Well, I look um, at two things when I pick the paper. Okay. Well, th- uh, yeah, two things. Three things. Okay. Who's um, <laughs> <laughs> <Just> counting? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. The first thing is the thickness of the paper. I don't like drawing on thin paper that right. crumbles. Uh, that's annoying. Yeah. The second thing is the paper's texture. I don't like uh, the textural papers, and I also dislike working on Bristol smooth because it's so smooth that the pencil uh. glides off the page. I don't understand how other artists... You know, draw I on don't it. either. Yeah, I know some can really create some fascinating pieces. Yeah, amazing pieces. pieces. I yeah. don't get that. <laughs> I don't yeah. either. So you yeah. like it where it's not a whole, you know, uh, just entirely smooth, but not too yeah. rough either. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um, for that reason, I I love Stonehenge papers. Ah, yeah. Um, like a multi pad. I have a multi pad. Oh yeah, those are good. Yeah, and um, I love uh, Kohinoor, uh, Bristol, Vellum, in and out pages. I think it's a it's an excellent paper. It's a um, Bristol um, from Kohinoor, and it's um, you said in and out Bristol Vellum. Vellum, okay, vellum, yeah, Vellum, yeah, yeah, because it's smooth but not too smooth. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Now, do you also use um, the Kohinoor uh, pencils as well, colored pencils? Um, I have a box, and I used some of them for demonstrations okay. just to see how it, how it works and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I cannot say they are the best, okay. uh, but I think they're okay for, you know, for the beginner. Just they're learning. Not, yeah, just learning. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're soft enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're inconsistent. You know, mm-hmm. I have a big box, and some of them seem to be harder, and uh, others gotcha. seem yeah. to be softer. Sure. But overall, it's not bad mm-hmm. for for a student. Yeah. Okay. But would you still recommend um, new students start out with what kind of pencils? Well, I mean, I, I don't want to uh, put words in your mouth. Prismacolor. Prismacolor Pris- Premier. Yeah, okay. Prismacolor, yeah. Okay. Um, it's difficult to beat that brand because because of the relationship between quality and price. I mean, luminance yeah. is just too expensive. I mean, yeah. who can afford it? It's cost prohibitive for yeah. a brand new person <laughs> to jump to luminance. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And then, be, I mean, yeah, students would be afraid to draw with them because, you know, they're so expensive. But yeah. when you work with Prisma colors, it's just they're soft and mm-hmm. there is a lot of... Um, That's color. how I started. I started with Prisma mm-hmm. Color Premier. I mean, I don't recommend them um, a whole lot Because they now. break? <laughs> just because, yeah, those issues yeah. and the light fast a little bit. But mm-hmm. the breaking thing just annoys me too much is, is yeah. all. But you're right. I mean, if if you're asking somebody to go grab, you know, a luminance set, uh, it can be very expensive. So it's it's tough. That's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But there's so many good pencils now. I mean, there really yeah, are. Yeah, and I, I love polychromos uh, to create details, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, but they might be uh, so frustrating drawing large. Like mm -hmm. if you need to cover a huge area, uh, I mm. think it's, yeah. it's just, I mean, they're great for the detailed work, yeah. but not right. not for the <laughs> backgrounds <laughs> to mm. fill in. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, that that's so cool. Um, what can you talk about? Like, uh, there's there were several. Um, you know, you had you had a question. I had a question um, mm -hmm. from community and talking about you know just um, your selection of color. Like, what you know when you look at these colors that you're using, it's it's just fantastic. I mean, how do you conceive of this idea like i'm going to push these colors in these extreme ways how do you arrive at that like in the conception of the whole composition um you know when you're starting out i guess you're deciding that ahead of time or something is that right yeah yeah i do plan it out and okay. i do decide on that um before i begin yeah. painting and uh I have an idea in mind how it's going to look like uh, as a finished drawing. Um, but the way it starts is that I see um, the color in the reference. Mm -hmm. I see uh, um, the dominant color that yeah. attracts me. Okay. And then I be basically balance it with the second uh, dominant color. And okay. so I, be I play with two or three colors at the most and the rest of it is just supporting the those dominant you know. colors mm -hmm. okay yeah that's interesting yeah. because you're really pushing the saturation of these colors mm -hmm. uh, they, in extreme they, ways yeah they seem to be saturated more uh, simply mm -hmm. because uh the supporting colors mm -hmm. are muted because mm -hmm. i use uh gray colored pencils and uh you know, when you mix colors together, they become a little bit more muted. And um, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I I I actually don't use a lot of colored pencils. It's mm. mainly like using ten ten to fifteen at the most. But because mm. I keep overlapping yeah. uh, them as I keep shading, it yeah. it becomes very colorful. And sometimes so it, I yeah. I work in you know six seven eight colored pencils and I end up having a very colorful image. But another thing about color is that uh, I don't like working on white paper anymore. Uh, I okay. I I tend to choose uh, colored surfaces, and huh. that gives me a super bright and unusual uh, color combinations. Uh, okay. And, and really, I mean, this is fascinating, you guys. If you didn't catch this, I mean, what what you're really saying, Veronica, is that you are relying on the contrast of muted colors to create that vibrancy and that luminosity in the That's brightest right. colors. Mm -hmm. That is very interesting. Mm -hmm. it, I, I mean, I guess maybe that would be apparent to some of you, but to me, that wasn't. Uh, I didn't know that. So I'm going to look at 
at your work in a totally different way now and think about that next time because, I, I look yeah, at Yeah, because when we'll look, and this is something that took me a long time to understand. And mm -hmm. I kept looking at uh, oil paintings of the mm -hmm. old masters mm -hmm. to understand how they used color. I mm. couldn't figure it out. It was really difficult. And at some point, I just kept looking and I, you know, I got it because they basically use one red, say Caravaggio mm -hmm. uses red mm -hmm. um, or white. And that's mm -hmm. it. There is nothing else. And mm -hmm. uh, he just uh, places it in the in the right you know, spot. Yeah, 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 and creates a visual composition in color. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's how I got it. And then I looked at the Impressionists, and they mm -hmm. didn't use a black in right. the shadows. Right. And I studied the color of the shadows to understand how they, yeah. you know, painted. Right. And, and that helped me a lot as well. Uh, and... and <laughs> And then I started playing with, col you know, colored uh, papers, toned papers. And I basically uh, applied colored pencils uh, to see uh, what color I'd be getting. Mm, and some, some of the colored pencils get so vibrant on, mm, mm -hmm. on toned paper. And mm. others disappear. So you just, uh, you know, yeah. and it's trial and error. Yeah. That is fascinating, too. I mean, I, I love that influence of Impressionism. I mean, you can see that mm -hmm. in, in your work. Uh, and just taking that in that direction of, um, you know, it, it creates something that's very muddy and muted and not as vibrant and lively when, you know, a student will use black or brown in a, in a mm -hmm. shadow. If you can get away from that, uh, yeah, there's just a world of color that opens up mm -hmm. and using those warms and cools in the right spots. Mm -hmm. It's just fascinating. And I'm not saying that you can't use black or white, but it just, yeah. uh, some, sometimes you have to use black, but you always sure. mix it up with something right. else. Listen to any song you want, anytime you want. Amazon Music Unlimited is packed full of 70 million songs that are available anytime, anywhere, and on any device without ads ever popping up or interrupting your music library at all. Just pure, uninterrupted listening pleasure. So check it out today by going to getamazonmusic.com slash sharp. And if you sign up right now, you'll be able to take advantage of the three-month, not the typical one-month, but you'll get three months of Amazon Unlimited Music absolutely free. And we thank Amazon Music Unlimited for their support of the podcast. Veronica, what advice would you give a brand new artist just starting out in colored pencil? I mean, I didn't, I didn't talk about your techniques a whole lot, but I'm guessing you have mm -hmm. some some advice that you would recommend for someone brand new to the medium. So do you want me to talk about the mental, <laughs> um, mental thing or sure. the I mean, technique let's, of... Uh, well, let's talk about the mental thing and then let's talk about technique because I, I don't even know if you burnish or you just layer a lot or you like to show okay. some of the support underneath of, of your paper or whatever. But let's talk about the mental. I, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that first. So the the mental thing, this is the most important <laughs> to 
to okay. to get and mm. again i i struggle with that one a lot but mm. uh what you need to understand is that you need to give yourself permission to do great things mm. and it's just letting yourself do what you like <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i know it's it sounds very simple but you need to follow your heart and dream big. Mm. Um, so you, you need to decide if you do it uh, as a hobby or you want to achieve, to achieve something with your art. And mm-hmm. uh, these things may develop over time because when I started, I didn't yeah. think of uh, huge goals. I, I, I was thinking of how yeah. can I, how could I start drawing? Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, I think it's important to know, um, that everyone can draw, mm-hmm. everyone can learn how to draw. It just mm-hmm. takes time, patience, and practice. Mm-hmm. Um, then probably, um, I think it's important to like if you want to go to college it's important to move and study in a big place mm-hmm. um i know a lot of us get stuck or live in um small uh, towns or right, rural right. areas but right. if you want to succeed as an artist mm-hmm. like um working as an artist and selling your work and working mm-hmm. with the galleries you need to move into a big place study there study in college but network uh, at the same time so you could understand how things function um you 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 feel like you get that from a from a college degree in art like like you understand better how the gallery system works or something or how to sell um, your work or no it's not about the college degree i i think that (laughs) colleges are overrated um Okay, but okay. Uh, what I mean is that a lot of times when, uh, say, teenagers graduate from high school, they go to college. Right. And like, what kind right, of college right. do, do you get into? And they usually go to a local uh, art college. So, well, this is okay. Uh, and of course, uh, it depends uh, who the instructors are. But if you really want to take it seriously, if you like Mm -hmm. really want to succeed as an artist, you need to move to, uh, you know, bigger place. And Mm -hmm. um, so the college by itself, it's not going to get you the gallery representation or uh, whatever is necessary. But um, I think what's important is to... um, be in the community of professional artists and see uh-huh. how it all works. Okay. Um, yeah. But, yeah. The, you know, we all have different goals and we all have um, right different uh, pursuits. So it mm. might not be the goal for the beginner in colored pencil. It might be just learning how to draw, you know, taking online yeah. class and having a mentor who could... Uh, give you feedback right right would be important yeah i think that's so important is to mm-hmm. to be uh in 
constant communication with somebody who can coach and help you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of what happens in, in college, if you get, uh, like if you say connect with one of your instructors, mm -hmm. because, uh, mentorship could, could be a real in, in that setting as well. Mm -hmm. But, um, nowadays it just, you know, there, there are so many choices that right, right. college is not necessary to, uh, learn how to draw. Right. Right. So, um, but, um, so yeah, mentorship is important in my mm -hmm. opinion. Mm -hmm. And, and, and then, um, as you keep building your skills, I think you need right. to figure out what makes you different from everyone else. Mm -hmm. And that's how you start creating your own art. Because let's say if we go to a Facebook group, um, mm -hmm. then we'll see um, lots of images of cats, dogs, um, mm -hmm. some landscape portraits, right? right. And it, it's all good. Um, and I went through all of that as well. But... Mm -hmm. Uh, to figure things out, like you need to understand yourself, um, so you know what you want to draw. Mm -hmm. Right. And right. I think uh, it just, uh, takes uh, a lot of time and just, uh, mm -hmm. you know, analyzing yourself and mm -hmm. see um, what makes you excited about something. Now, what about the techniques? I mean, what do you think is important for a new artist technique-wise? Um, what should they be focused on with colored pencil? Yeah, I'm just trying to remember, like, how I started. And I think it's um, it's really trying different uh, things, different papers, surfaces, and colored pencils. Mm -hmm. Because we can all listen to each other, what we like and dislike, and... At the end of the day, just some things don't work and mm -hmm. other things work. So, mm -hmm. but another thing is that, uh, and it's big, like if you want to be a realist artist, mm -hmm. uh, you need to work on your drawing and, uh, you need to perfect your outline to such a degree that it just looks perfect. So when mm -hmm. you start, uh, shading, uh, there is n like there are no mistakes left in mm -hmm. the drawing part, mm -hmm. so you just shade. Um, mm -hmm. And I think this is there are ways of uh, transferring the outline drawing yeah. onto colored, you know, onto paper right. uh, to shade. But if you skip the entire process of learning how to draw. Uh, the shading part is not going to look right either. So sooner or later it shows, right? It, yeah. It, sooner yeah. or later you have to learn uh, how to draw at least a little bit. Um, do you, so do you start it that way? I mean, do you get a, a good line drawing first and then, and then you just start shading and do you do it? You build up in layers like that? Like you shade one particular color layer? You know, and uh, I've done so many different things um but then it just evolved my process evolved over the years just uh to streamline it so mm -hmm. it doesn't take as much time or mm -hmm. effort as it used to right but basically what i used to do i used to sketch um just in black and white mm -hmm. and um and then i uh basically 
draw the outline on my drawing paper. Oh, gotcha. Um, and then over time, I just, uh, I began skipping the sketching part oh. and, uh, I hand, you know, I hand draw, um, the outline uh -huh. on, on, you just uh, freehand it. Yeah. Freehand it. Okay. Um, and that's how I do it a lot of the times. But I noticed that colored pencil doesn't like the graphite lines. No. You know, they become <laughs> so dark yeah. when you shade with light colored pencils right. over them. Oh, right. God. Uh, I mean, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. yeah they're awful. And it's like <laughs> impossible to erase and stuff. And yeah. that's the reason why I began using, um, the technique of the oil painters, because in classical uh, school mm -hmm. of painting, you mm -hmm. basically work on a finished sketch mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then you um, enlarge it mm -hmm. uh, yeah. using squares or you could use the, you know, scanner and mm -hmm. enlarge it and then uh, transfer the outline onto canvas. So right. there is just a single line, right. uh, no, no shading, nothing. Right. And so I began using that uh, technique uh, with my colored pencil because mm -hmm. I was so tired of those different yeah. lines. Right, right. Yeah, I started using um, Prismacolor Call Erase uh, pencils, and those seem to work really well because they're erasable, you know. So okay. as my underpainting, as not mm -hmm. my underpainting, but my line drawing rather, mm -hmm. and yeah. that that works really wonderful. Mm -hmm. So what, uh, what advice would you give someone who's been working in colored pencil for a long time and they're, they're just feeling like, oh my goodness, I'm not good enough. Uh, I, I'm not improving. Um, you know, I, I get this sort of lament often from, from different people, uh, emailing me and they'll just be like, I, I cannot break through this next level, no matter what I do. It just feels like, you know, I'm not going to be able to, I plateaued and I can't break through and mm -hmm. improve my skill. Is there something that you could offer someone like that? You know, it does happen and mm -hmm. it happens with me once in a while when mm -hmm. I feel like I just cannot get over this. Yeah. And um, I think it's important to understand what's not working. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, if, uh, I see the problem in the anatomy, I, I see that it's not quite working. I try to improve that. Mm -hmm. So I basically go back to the drawing board. I look at the, you know, I study, uh, um, the anatomy again by mm -hmm. looking, uh, at the, through the books. Yeah. I, and I, another thing is that I usually, uh, uh end up, like if I paint a portrait, mm -hmm. it doesn't quite work well if I don't make a full drawing. And I think it happens because while I draw, I just study the features and uh -huh. um, it informs my uh, painting process later uh -huh. on. Right, right. Um, so you need to understand what's not working mm -hmm. and then uh, figure out how you can fix that. Yeah, you know, um, I, I just spoke to someone actually today, and uh, she was saying that uh, it feels like luck when she has a drawing that she likes, that, that she feels like it is successful. And she mm -hmm. said, but the very next drawing, 
uh, she feels like maybe a disaster. And she says she doesn't know how to improve that process. You know, and, and I think what you're hitting on here is very important. This idea of being able to do a self-critique and look at it for what it really is and just say, what is working? What is not working? Um, because otherwise you are just kind of stabbing around in the dark. And mm -hmm. if you don't know what made something successful, then how are you ever going to be able to replicate that again and do that a second time and a third and fourth? Yeah, I, I think it's also important to look for, um, you know, for a critique, but be careful about it because you, um, you know, people love to give advice. That oh, right. Well, I'm talking about it, a self-critique. Yeah, self-critic. Well, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. I mean, understand what's yeah. what bothers you, figure out and what, then yeah. yeah, and then figure out why and how. <laughs> right, <laughs> how to right, fix. right. But um, you know, sometimes asking for advice of a of an artist whom you really like yeah. helps as well. Right, right. Instead of two hundred people on Facebook or something, yeah, 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 yeah. you just for sure, uh, yeah, and you need to be open to listen to sure the the critic because sometimes we start crying. Absolutely, don't talk about me now. <laughs> yeah, the, it's it's hard to take sometimes though. Mm -hmm. Really, you know, yeah. I admit it could be very devastating, yeah. and. Uh, it's just, uh, Even if it's correct, it can still be mm -hmm. hard to take. Yeah. It can feel harsh anyway. Maybe have a uh, a little bit of whiskey bef before uh, <laughs> listening to a critique. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Uh, okay. What? So have you, do you sell in galleries? No, I sell online. You uh, sell online? Yeah, okay. um, I I do work with a couple of uh, galleries, but okay. this, like, and I did work with some of the local galleries, oh, okay. um, but but the thing is, some of them just get uh, out of business too quickly. Yeah, uh, yeah, they don't they don't last a long time. Mm -hmm. At least around here, I've noticed that. <laughs> So you you can never rely on someone else uh, right. to do your work. So right. you all like I always think of myself as the driving force, mm -hmm. and everything else can support that mm -hmm. force, but mm -hmm. it needs to be in me. So, mm -hmm. um, so I rely on, <laughs> and to do so, I basically work on my you know on building my email list. And mm -hmm. then, um, you know, writing about art, educating, and mm -hmm. once in a while, someone would decide to buy something, and that's great. Okay, so your email list, is that what you're talking about? Mm -hmm. and, yeah. uh, and so that's how you sell most of your work, is through your email list? Yeah, and social okay. media, Instagram. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, gotcha. uh, And uh, the thing is that uh, everyone... Is on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. and you're a good example of what I like to talk about where, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Uh, spread mm -hmm. it out. So you're selling work. You worked with some galleries. You have published some books. Um, you So, guys, if you don't know, uh, Veronica also runs a video podcast. It's, it's excellent. 
You should check it out. I'll have a link to it in the show notes. So you are, you're out there in a public way. Uh, do you also teach online uh, courses uh, or I, workshops? Yeah, or? I okay. have my online courses that okay. are available through my website, veronikasar.com. Yeah. yeah, and so we'll have that linked up in the show notes as well. Um, but I, I love this because, yeah, you're not relying on one source for uh, mm-hmm. for making money in your vocation. This is what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I think that's a, an important lesson in and of itself, just the example of what you're doing out there. I love that. What kind of future plans do you have? What What are you looking forward to in okay. the future? Um, future. Well, I have I have several things in mind. I don't okay. know how they will play out all over time. Like how how long it's going to take or when. Uh, okay. maybe I I will get uh, old and uh, grumpy before <laughs> it ha- happens. I have no idea. This but, sounds like a big <laughs> project. <laughs> um, no, the 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 first part is easy. I want to create. Um, a new body of work, uh, mm. of large, uh, canvases that would, uh, would be very consistent in theme and, mm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, so they would read like, like a book, uh, oh, in a yeah. way. Um, and, um, and they would be personal pieces, but mm. this is like not, this is the goal that I could achieve in a year or two. So, oh, gotcha. Okay. So I'm not going to get uh, old and grumpy, but uh, <laughs> the, there are two more things that can get me there. Um, one of the things that I really want to do is to uh, create um, a database of um, online education done by professional artists for public art schools. Mm. And uh, I did work in public schools um, okay. maybe 10 years ago, so I understood their problems. Because yeah. um, you have art education in public schools. We right. don't. Like, I, I'm from Russia, so we didn't have uh, art education in public school. Okay. You, you have it, but the problem is the quality. <laughs> and um, yeah. And uh, I know why it happens, because a lot of schools are all, um, you know, artists don't live there. Right. Or they, you know, basically uh, teachers who teach, they they are not equipped with the skills Mm, necessary. Right, right. And uh, I, I think that if they have like an online portal where Mm -hmm. they could uh, go in, play a lesson, and then the class repeats the lesson. Mm, yeah. Um, in, you know, in traditional education plus right, uh, right. art appreciation, because a lot of uh, kids are not, uh, they just don't have the access to mm-hmm. the arts. Oh, and yeah. So for when, sure. when, you know, I think it's super important to, um, develop artistic skills mm-hmm. when um, they are in school because art is about um, our emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we constantly uh, pay attention to 
sciences and mathematics. And those things matter too, of course, right, but sure. no one talks about emotions. And so a lot of times kids get confused or they don't know how to deal with them. Well, here's the way of dealing with them mm -hmm. um, in a good way, in a positive way. And right not frustrating way <laughs> as yeah. well because you keep learning from uh professional artists so that's one of the things that i want to do i oh, want to implement that program in public art schools yeah. uh, start uh, starting from say late middle school to and going into the high school oh i was gonna ask that like what age group were yeah. you thinking like maybe a 12 yeah, a 12 yeah. To... oh middle school is is a an interesting place i mean that mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot of emotions going on during that time mm -hmm. period in people's lives yeah yeah and then another project that i kind of have in mind uh, it might be my you know a legacy project. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I want to build a, a unique house, like an art house that's very different from anything else existing. So it, it would become like a, more than a museum. It would be a museum, mm, but mm. because it's so that I, I want to create a unique architecture of mm. the house. And, and then I want, want to put you know, to put art in there, yeah. uh, and and you know, have have a physical space for people to come in oh, and wow. enjoy enjoy the art. So yeah. that's that's like a super wow. Yeah, that's an super ambitious, difficult. Yeah, goal. that's that's really cool though. Uh, wow, that is so cool, huh? <laughs> so, that that's awesome. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like you've got, you dream big. You've got a lot of big ideas. I love that. That is, mm -hmm. that is fantastic. Uh, you, you make my dreams and my, my visions seem so tiny <laughs> when I think about <laughs> what you're wanting to do. This is so, so cool. I love it. Yeah. But if you just uh, start dreaming big, I, yeah. I mean, you just uh, get there without even knowing. Yeah. Because, because uh, you've got, you know, you're telling your brain, uh, this is something I'm headed towards, mm -hmm. you know, that's yeah. really neat. I love that. Um, hmm. Okay. That is, you kind of surprised me with that. You, to be honest, you really did. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. Okay. Interesting. Sorry. Very, no, no, it's good. <laughs> Very interesting. I just was not <laughs> expecting that. That is so, that's so cool. Uh, all right. Well, hey, this is this has been a, a ton of fun. I I feel like we barely scratched the surface. We didn't even talk about your book. Um, maybe next time. Maybe next time. Yeah. So I mean, but guys, go over to the show notes and uh, you'll be able to see um, the link there to Veronica's website and uh, can check out all the things that she's doing over there. You just seem so prolific. I mean, there's just so much work that you've put out and. Um, you know, honestly, how many books have you done? Do you even know? No, no? the thing with, <laughs> the, the thing with the books that I began, uh, you know, working on those just for my students. Yeah. You know, I I printed them for my students. Yeah. But then over time, uh, this Dover publication came along and said, "Why don't you do a couple of books for us?" And I was That's like, so "Okay." Neat. Yeah. 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 
So, um, you know, we didn't even talk about like early life or anything that you, uh, so when did you come over to the country? Um, probably in 97, 98, a very long time ago. The Soviet Union fell apart and, um, I actually, um, I started business in, um, in a school that was connected to the University of Tulsa, which is a private university. Oh, and okay. I got a scholarship. Oh, that's gotcha. How that's yeah. how you ended up over here. Okay, I got you. So you didn't have family over here, or do you not still have family from your immediate no, they, family? Mm-mm, they live in Moscow. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So you got married over here? You're married? You no, got, no? Uh, I married uh, back home. Okay. So we moved, uh, yeah, we moved together. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Interesting. Do you have children? I I have a kid. He is okay. 23 years old and he just got ah. married. <laughs> oh, congratulations. That's so exciting. Thanks. Uh, very, very cool. Well, and I didn't know you're all the way down there in Florida. I don't know why I didn't know that until you, until you said that. That That's interesting. Hey, look, Veronica, I don't want to take up all your evening. This is uh, very generous of you to come on here and to share like you have. I really appreciate it very, very much. I appreciate you, John. Oh, thank you. It was so much fun. Good. Well, hey, guys, if you haven't left a rating or review for the show, appreciate you doing that. If you like what you hear, remember, there's a video version of this. And it's over there in Member Circle, part of Monthly Sharpener. And you can be part of that at just $8.99 a month. That's what it is right now. I don't know what it will be in the future, but there's a whole lot more over there than just video podcasts. Although that would be enough to really uh, come over there and subscribe. So you'll get the rough cut version where I don't cut out as much. uh, So that's sometimes entertaining as well. But I will be here again, same place, doing the same thing. And until then, take care and stay sharp. Bye-bye.